You're listening to the CryptoCast podcast. Welcome to the Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hola. Shalom. Hello. Namaste. Nihau. Vivet. Hello. Salut. Yasas. Salve. Ciao. Bonjour. Our podcast talks about the latest trends in the worlds of cryptocurrencies and the blockchain. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Crypto and Blockchain Talk. Now, if you tuned in for last week's episode, we talked about coins, tokens, and getting to know them. And we covered six different tokens last week. But before we go into this week's version, which is part two of coins, tokens, and getting to know them, I just wanted to recap very quickly on the subject of coins and tokens. Please feel free to review last week's podcast for further information. Before a quick overview, we will go over what are coins and what are tokens and what's the difference. So, coins are the native cryptocurrencies of blockchain protocols. So, for example, Ether is the coin for Ethereum or the Ethereum protocol. And Bitcoin is the coin of the Bitcoin protocol. And THT is the coin for the Thought AI blockchain protocol. AI meaning artificial intelligence. All of these coins are meant to be used as a payment method for products and services. Now, tokens are cryptocurrencies that are built on top of an already existing blockchain protocol. So, Omiza Go and Civic are tokens that are built on the Ethereum protocol. Tokens can be used for more than payments. So, for example, they can be used for holding voting power or purchasing items from the companies that are listing the tokens or act like shares from a company. There's a quick way to think about this, and that's you can think of the coins as the fathers and the tokens as his children. So last week, we focused on Bitcoin, Ether, Ripple, Bitcoin Cash, Cardano, and Litecoin. And this week, we will focus on six new cryptocurrencies, and it is for you to figure out if they are coins or tokens. So let's start this week's podcast with NEO. NEO, whose crypto abbreviation is NEO, is a blockchain platform and cryptocurrency which enables the development of digital assets and smart contracts. The project was founded by Da Hongfei in China in 2014. The project was initially under the name of AntShares, but it later renamed itself to NEO. NEO is quite similar to Ethereum, and both of them strive to create an ecosystem of decentralized applications, or dApps, ICOs, and smart contracts. But while Ethereum has been around for some time and has already established itself, NEO is still relatively new and is still developing most of its aspects. 
Neo uses a delegated Byzantine fault tolerance consensus mechanism, which compared to slower proof-of-work protocols that are used with Ethereum and Bitcoin, allowed transaction speeds of up to 10,000 transactions per second, which is quite high compared to Ethereum's 15 transactions per second. For people who are familiar with Ethereum's gas concept, of course gas being the fuel of the platform to pay for computation or deployment of smart contracts, NEO has a separate gas token for it, while Ethereum doesn't. And now for some interesting facts about NEO. NEO is often called the Chinese Ethereum. NEO is partnered with a company called OnChain, which has extensive experience in integrating blockchain to businesses. While Ethereum only supports their own programming language called Solidity, NEO supports the most common programming languages around, including C, C++, JavaScript, Java, and Python. The cost of launching a smart contract on NEO is quite expensive, over 10,000 US dollars. Now for our next cryptocurrency, which is Stellar, and its abbreviation on the exchanges is XLM. Stellar is an open source protocol for exchanging money and was founded by Jed McCaleb and Joyce Kim in 2014. Stellar was initially based on Ripple Systems with the aim of redesigning the global economy for more inclusiveness. But citing the complexity of the system, Stellar later redesigned itself with a brand new system of its own. Both facilitate international payments, but they do this in very different ways. While Ripple is concentrating on banks and large financial institutions, Stellar is focused on peer-to-peer -peer transactions and is mainly directed at companies and individuals. Like Ripple, Stellar offers many different ways to transact internationally and almost instantly. Users have the ability to exchange fiat currencies instantly, eliminating the need for money to go through many different banks to make the exchange. If no fiat-based trades are available, users can use Lumens, which is Stellar's native cryptocurrency, to transact. Now remember, fiat is government-issued currency, such as the US dollar, the Great British Pound, or the Euro. Ripple is a centralized cryptocurrency and a for-profit organization, while Stellar is decentralized and a non-profit organization. Now for some interesting facts about Stellar. One of the major partners with Stellar is IBM. Stellar was built by startup veterans, including WordPress founder Matt Mullenweg and Y Combinator president Sam Altman. Now we will introduce our next cryptocurrency, which is Monero, and its three-letter abbreviation on the exchanges is XMR. 
Monero is an open source cryptocurrency that was created in April of 2014, and it focuses on privacy and decentralization. Monero aims to improve on the existing cryptocurrency design by obscuring the sender, the recipient, and the amount of every transaction made, as well as making the mining process more equal. Unlike many cryptocurrencies that are derivatives of Bitcoin, Monero is based on the Cryptonite proof-of-work hash algorithm. And all this means is that it uses different ways to make the currency as anonymous as possible. For example, ring signatures combine many different senders' addresses together when the transactions are written into the ledger, which makes it incredibly difficult to trace the origin of the transaction. Monero also uses stealth addresses, which means that for every new transaction, users generate a new address. Every transaction also uses ring CT, CT meaning confidential transactions, which hides the amount that have been transacted. All of these aspects contribute to Monero's outstanding anonymity. Monero's mining is designed to be ASIC proof, meaning that the wealthier miners can't purchase expensive and extremely efficient ASICs to mine more Monero. This makes mining Monero more accessible and equal to every participant, and it also makes the mining more decentralized. Now for some interesting facts about Monero. Monero uses ring signatures, stealth addresses, and ring CT, which stands for confidential transactions, and all of these together provide users with maximum privacy. Monero's original name was BitMonero. And lastly, Monero is often associated with darknet activities because of its enhanced anonymity and privacy. Our next cryptocurrency is EOS, and its abbreviation on the exchange is EOS. EOS is a blockchain-based, decentralized operating system which is designed to support commercial-scale decentralization applications by providing all of the necessary core functionality, which enables businesses to build blockchain applications in a way similar to web-based applications. One of the co-founders of EOS is Dan Larimer, who has developed BitShares, Steemit, and also invented something called the Delegated Proof-of-Stake Consensus Algorithm, which is used in both BitShares and EOS. Two features of EOS have caught almost everyone's attention, which are the elimination of transaction fees and scalability, because they say that it can process millions of transactions per second with asynchronous communication and parallel processing. High transaction costs and bad throughput are Ethereum's critical weaknesses, so these features make EOS a serious contender for the title of the go-to blockchain development solution. But currently, 
EOS is still mostly conceptual, and its ICO is being conducted on the Ethereum blockchain protocol using the ERC-20 smart contract. Now for some interesting facts about EOS. EOS is distributing their tokens during their ongoing 341-day ICO, which has an entirely novel structure. The ICO is divided into 350 23-hour-long windows, and in every window, 2 million EOS tokens are distributed amongst investors at market price. The first five days of EOS's ICO were done traditionally, in which EOS raised around $185 million in Ethereum. Our next cryptocurrency is Dash, and its acronym on the exchanges is D-A-S-H, or Dash. Dash is a peer-to-peer, open-source cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, acting as digital cash that can be sent without the need for middlemen, like the bank. Dash was created by Evan Duffield and launched in January of 2014 as a fork of Litecoin. The coin started off under the name Xcoin, later to be renamed to Darkcoin, and was finally rebranded to Dash, which is a combination of digital and cash. Compared to Bitcoin, Dash offers cheaper transaction fees and faster transactions. Regular Dash transaction blocks are confirmed every 2.5 minutes as compared to Bitcoin's 10 minutes. But for a larger transaction fee, Dash's instant send function allows users to send funds instantly. Dash has integrated private send function that combines identical inputs from different users into a single transaction, which flows through several outputs, adding to Dash's anonymity and security. It is also self-governing, allowing important updates and changes to be incorporated much faster, and a funding model which makes it possible to pay the developers who build and improve the system. Now for some interesting facts about Dash. Dash is classified as a DAO, a D-A-O, or Decentralized Autonomous Organization, because of its self-governance practice. Within the first 48 hours of the creation of the coin, around 1.9 million, or approximately 10% of the total supply of the coins, were mined. This mistake happened because of a bug within the difficulty parameters in the code when Litecoin was forked to create Dash, and this problem was quickly fixed. And lastly, Dash's partnership with Coinapult makes it possible to buy Dash with over 20 different fiat currencies. Our next cryptocurrency is IOTA, and you can find it on the exchanges listed under MIOTA, or M-I-O-T-A. IOTA is a next-generation public distributed ledger that, unlike other cryptocurrencies that utilize the blockchain, uses a novel technological approach called the Tangle. The Tangle is a new data structure based on a directed acrylic graph, or DAG.
Iota doesn't have blocks, chains, or miners. To make an Iota transaction, you have to validate two previous transactions. This makes it possible for Iota to reach consensus while allowing near instant payments for no transaction fee. IOTA is specially created for Internet of Things Devices, or IOT. It makes it feasible for those Internet-connected devices to make microtransactions themselves, creating a machine-to-machine -machine economy, where, for example, your solar panel has the ability to sell electricity to your neighbors. Eliminating mining and incorporating the tangle makes IOTA endlessly scalable, as the more users there are, the faster and stronger the network becomes. There are many interesting facts about IOTA, but a few of them are that IOTA was founded in 2014 as a German nonprofit organization. In December of 2017, the price of IOTA skyrocketed from around $1 to $5 in the matter of a week as IOTA announced their partnership with Samsung and another one with Fujitsu. IoT devices have been regarded as the fourth industrial revolution as it opens up never-before-seen opportunities, and IOTA is positioning itself as a critical factor to make the IoT revolution happen. Our last cryptocurrency is NEM, and you can find it listed on the exchanges under XEM. NEM stands for New Economy Movement, and it is an enterprise-grade solution to power the impending blockchain economy, focusing on creating a smart asset blockchain which could effectively work under heavy workloads. Originally, NEM was intended to be a fork of NXT, but the community decided to go with a completely new code. The alpha release was launched in June of 2014, and the full version was launched in March of 2015. NEM introduced many novel aspects to the world of blockchain, such as its proof-of-importance algorithm, multi-signature accounts, and encrypted messaging. NEM's proof of importance is similar to the proof-of-stake protocol. There are no miners in proof of importance, or POI. Instead, there are harvesters who are given an importance score based on the amount of NEM they hold and how much they contribute to the network. NEM has two different blockchains. One is a public blockchain that can currently handle only around two transactions per second. And the other one is a private blockchain that can process up to 4,000 transactions per second. The private blockchain is called Mijin and used for testing. But during this year of 2018, NEM's public blockchain will have an update called Catapult that will introduce the speed of the private blockchain to the public chain, making it over 2,000 times faster than the current version. Now for some interesting facts about NEM. 
The idea behind NEM was started by a Bitcoin Talk forum user called Utopian Future, and the developers of NEM are keeping themselves anonymous. At the start of 2018, over 500 million in NEM was stolen from a Tokyo-based cryptocurrency exchange called CoinCheck. So, that wraps up this week's edition of Crypto and Blockchain Talk. And I hope by the end of this week's podcast and last week's podcast, you will now know the difference between coins and tokens. And I hope I've helped you get to know some of the top coins and tokens that are currently available on the exchanges. In future episodes, we will cover some of the new and exciting coins and tokens that will surely change the crypto and blockchain worlds. Please join us next week for a whole new episode of Crypto and Blockchain Talk. And thank you for joining us for this podcast. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the CryptoCast podcast. Tune in for more episodes.